<laughs> okay, so it's been so long. I know you've missed both Dana and I's escapades together. Um, so welcome to another episode. We have no idea what we're going to talk about because that's usually how that works. And we were starting to talk about it. And I was like, Shh, hold on, let me hit record because that's good stuff. So... <laughs> We haven't actually formulated what we're talking about. So basically just, you know, enjoy the ride. So yes, the adventure, the adventure, the adventure adventure of us being radically honest. (laughs) You know what? It's been so long. I forgot that that was the theme. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's been like three or four months since we've actually done an episode. I know. It's hard to believe it's been that long. And yet at the same time, it also feels like two years because mm-hmm. my life has changed like so much, so much. Oh my God. So many things. Uh, so we have lots to catch up our listeners. With. We do. Okay. So let's start. Wilson, <laughs> you, you got a lot more going on. I've, I just got like a lot of work stuff and then there's lovers stuff and my polypod stuff, but you got... <laughs> You got like, you know, drastic life, life evolution and life changes. So, yes. So I think we started talking about this in the last episode that I was in the process of uh, getting rid of all of my stuff, all of my worldly possessions and uh, either selling or just putting to the curb. So much stuff went to the curb. I just was like, to the curb. (laughs) By the end, it was like, to the curb. If it's not worth a hundred bucks, it's going to the curb. Who fucking cares? (laughs) Right. Um, So that was like a really big journey in and of itself. The the whole process of letting go and figuring out what each of those pieces meant. Right. So you and I have talked, obviously we've talked through all this along the way, but highlight reel for you, the dear listener, uh, highlight reel, the two pieces that I would say were like the hardest to get rid of were, of course, my cats who I yeah. love and adore. And, you know, they're, they're the cats and they're my bangles that I had always wanted to have bangles and they're so sweet, but they're also so evil. So <laughs> you know. they were also for the audience. They were bitches. They were, they were, um, but they were bangles. So they were allowed to be right. <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to incarnate as a cat, definitely come back as a bangle because you will be spoiled to beyond belief. Um, so that was hard in and of itself because they're my cats and I love them. Um, but then the other one that was surprised me was like, okay, well, the- hold on. The, I, oh, okay. I, the audience is going to want to know. So <laughs> why? I'm not sure they really know why you're getting rid of your worldly possessions. I, oh. I, I don't think they have any backstory. Like I thought it, we talked about this, but yes, I mean, they might, might be just dropping might, in. It might be new. new right? So let's give so, them a, like, okay. a little backstory of like, why did you, or, or, did you run away and join the circus? <laughs> are you becoming, it feels like it. <laughs> are you becoming a monk? Like, why are you giving all of you? Have you become a priest? Like, why? Yes, I joined a- another cult, Gaia. <laughs> <laughs> Why? The audience is like, why did Dana start giving away all of her things? This is why I need you. Keep me in check. (laughs) I was like, just pick up from where I am. Just join me where I am. Uh, Okay. So divorce. Well, I'm in the process of divorcing my uh, now Mm ex-husband. And uh, that relationship had kind of come to an end. Yes. We split on good terms, we yeah. left as friends. We worked through that. That was great. 
And, and then in the process of splitting, I realized that, you know, I had been saying for years, I can work anywhere. And I've also said for years, I hate Canadian winters. So this year, I decided July 1st, I was going to take a full year to do a walkabout. Mm -hmm. I have no idea where I'm going. I don't have a lot of plans other than maybe my next place that I'm staying. Uh, It's rather crazy extreme, but that is how we roll. That's definitely how I roll. Um, So yes. So in doing this, I needed to sell off all of my stuff because it's just not worth putting it in storage. A, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I'm coming back. So that's not worth it. And B, it's easier. It's just, Mm -hmm. there's a freedom in that. So why, so then that makes sense. Why did you release your cats? Because they're not, they were not good adventure buddies. They were not, they were not. The one would have been, however, I couldn't trust her to stay put. She loved to be an adventure cat, but on her terms. Yes. She needed to do it her way. And so I could just see that, you know, we'd get to some campground and then she'd fuck off and not come back for you know, two months because she's done that before. Yes. And then the other one was a Frady cat um, and she just wanted to be a homebody. And she was like, no, you'd stay here with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> like, she just was like, really, I'm here. I'm put. So we got her a place uh, where she's, you know, she's got some stability. She's got people to rule over. And the first cat, Maisie, who is bitchy cat, uh, she also has some new slaves to <laughs> boss around. Uh, so she's quite happy. So yes, so they're both, they've both been moved on. They're both in happier places. Um, and I get to go off adventuring and not having to torture them. Yes. So that's what that is. And that's why we also needed to sell off, you know, any furniture that my ex didn't want to keep. Okay. So what's the second piece that was the hardest for you to get rid of? <laughs> Now that we had to do that whole backstory, oh my God. Now okay. people are like, now they understand. They're not questioning. Are you joined the circus? Are you, have you become a monk? Like, why have you selling yourself? So now they know. Okay. All right. Okay. So the second piece was these recliner couches that I had bought and they were fairly new. And so, you know, logically it sounds really great. You know, I'd spent like five grand on these couches and, and here, you know, recliner couches, if you don't know, they're really hard to resell because nobody wants to lift the fuckers. Don't blame them. But so what I thought I would get for those couches was not what I was going to get for those couches. So I had to be willing to let them go. But ultimately, guy, it had much more to do with what those couches represented. So I bought them in order to be able to do my psychedelic ceremonies in the house, mm-hmm. small groups. And so they represented that dream, that piece of running those workshops, yeah. having a space for them. So once I realized that that's what it was about, that it was a lot easier to just let go of the stuff, trust that if I ever need them again, I, I can, can buy, buy more. more. <laughs> yeah. And now I know that they sell at a really good price. <laughs> Second hand. Second hand. <laughs> nobody wants to lift those workers. Right, so, yes. So those were the two pieces that were hard. Everything else, uh, once we got into a rhythm, like you and I talked long, like early, early on. It, and it was more about the piece of letting go of the home. Yes. You know, yeah. I'd been a homeowner for 25 years. And so letting go of that idea of 
you know, my home is my retirement, it's my security, it's that piece of I made it, you know, this is what you're supposed to do, get the house and the white picket fence and the, you know, all the things. Um, instead of kids, I had cats. So, you know, but letting go of that idea and thinking that somehow the that I'm not secure because I don't own a house. Yeah. So once we got through all of that, then I was like, woohoo, I am ready to hit the road and figure out how to do this. Yeah. And she's not even lying about that. <laughs> it's like, isn't this about being radically honest? She's exactly. She's not even lying, really. That's my point. That's my point. She's like totally being honest about the whole thing. Yes. Yes. Once she got, once this is the thing, once she got releasing the, the attachment to what the house and the retirement and, and the future dreams. And I, and I just want to, I really want to point that piece out because I think mm-hmm. as our audience listening that often we stay or we hoard or we hold on to relationships, mm-hmm. people, jobs, identity, all of that stuff because of what we've invested in our future around that. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the beautiful, one of the beautiful things of like watching you go through that process was that as you let go of what your attachment was to a future promise that was probably never going to turn into reality, by the way. And I think that's the other thing I just want the audience to take a moment to think about the things that we are attached to the, the fantasy we have, the dreams we have about the future, are they really based in a reality that are going to manifest into truth or yeah. is it based on a bunch of other things? So, but it was beautiful. Once, once you cleared that and once you, then it was like, everything was to the curb. <laughs> and like you move, you were moving like freakishly yeah. fast. You just like, right? letting it go, letting it go, letting it go. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I had to do a couple more purges afterwards. So uh, to be honest, you know, I got it down to, I think I got down to 15 boxes that went into storage with a friend who graciously offered me some space. Um, and then I had, I had a, I had a car load really. And, and I have a, you know, a, a larger SUV and it was, it was pretty packed. Uh, and then once I got on the road and I had to load and unload a few times, I'm like, yeah, no, this is not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's stop carrying these things around. And it was this piece of like, I want to use it up. You know, I was trying to use up the food that I had that I knew my ex was never going to eat. And so I brought that all with me. And eventually I was like, <laughs> all right, who could I give this to or dump it or whatever? And then I I literally emptied half of my car at my brother's place. Bless him. Um, and so now I'm I'm down like I can actually put the back seats up in my SUV and only use the back space. That's pretty wow, impressive. Wow, that's very impressive. impressive. I know, I know. Yeah, I haven't seen your car since last when <laughs> before you did that purge. <laughs> I have photographic evidence of this. Nice. Yes. So anyway, I feel like we're like you know, you know, so much. There's so much backstory because we haven't done this for a while. Well, and that's but, what happens. <laughs> that's what happens when we don't sit down and do podcasts. Three or four months, and you make <laughs> radical changes in your life. The audience needs right? to know and get caught up. Yes. Okay, so you do all that stuff, um, and uh, and then you start off. You go on your adventures. 
<laughs> and um, I think this is also some, so there's been some beautiful insights and things. So which, which ones do you want to share? I feel like oh today's God. episode might just be all about you. That's okay. okay. All right. <laughs> that works. There is a lot to catch up on. There, there is a lot. Of, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, you've been watching the journey, so like, what would you pick? I would pick, um, not making yourself wrong. Ooh. You know, you okay. shouldn't have let me pick, right? <laughs> okay. Word to the wise people. If you ever work with Gaia, do not let her pick. This is uh, yeah. Cause she'll pick the, yeah. Okay. So let's get into that. Yeah. That was great. Um, <laughs> not absolutely not. It was so not fun, but it is an important lesson because there's, you know, the, and these pieces, right? So this has been an integral piece that has circled around and around and around in my life. And I had an incident. So here for you, dear listener, here's what's happened. One of the things that I tried was pet sitting so that I'd have a free place to live. You know, free. Yeah. Not very free because the place that I stayed at had a zoo. Okay. Their words, not mine, but it really was. So we got two dogs, one of which is blind and deaf. The other is a lab puppy, barely, not even a year. So getting close to a year, but not, so you can imagine high energy level. Two cats that live in the basement that can't be let out with the dogs because the one dog, the Helen Keller dog will attack the cats. That becomes a mess. And then two rats and one, the one rat is like, has a tumor the size of a lime. We don't know if the, if the rats could survive. So this is what's going on. Oh, uh, by the way, and it's really important. Let's do a little more okay. backstory. Okay. That <laughs> this is the first pet sitting gig she decides to take. Not, yes. she doesn't do like, you know, a cat. Well, it's somebody water. that I knew. Yeah. So I, I needed to get, like, trying to get in on the pet sitting gig world when there's limited pet sitting gigs in Canada. Uh, so that's why, just to, in fairness... Yes, but I feel like even if it wasn't, I like to be honest. Like let's just be honest. I feel like I know you really well, and you go big or go home. You go big or go home. You're like all in. Yeah, bad life choice. Um. So, okay. So all in. So here's here's the here's the ugly truth of that job is that I was there for six nights. I have issues with sleep deprivation. That's what got me into trouble for 2020, being really sick. So I'm coming into this where I'm sensitive to lack of sleep. Okay. Now we have we have a puppy and we have a Helen Keller dog and we have all these other animals. And the two dogs wake me up three to four times a night. Mm -hmm. And then during the day, it is like nonstop needing attention the ball throwing the whatnot and so it is like full on Arr! so the only you know breaks i would get is when i would like put them in the kennels and leave the house because <laughs> if you put them in the kennels the dogs would bark non-stop so it's not even like i can put them in the kennel have a little break go outside no it was non-stop so by day five or six whatever it was I got there on the Monday and by Saturday I was a zombie it was an absolute zombie because I didn't have sleep 
So I screwed up. I, I will own this. I screwed up on the last day. I forgot to water said animals. I know. I, I, I realize that in hindsight, but in the moment it was just like, ah, you know, yeah. the dogs. Yes. Cause they, you know, they don't let you get away with not <laughs> doing anything, but I forgot the cats and the rats. Mm-hmm. So the owners get home and they're like, why does nobody have any water? Like, this is really weird. And so I went into this huge spiral of feeling shame, feeling guilty, making myself wrong for days. Yes, that's ugly. Uh, you know, in fairness, it stuck in quite a bit because I was sleep deprived. And it's it's harder to get out of those loops when you're in that sleep deprivation. Oh, like yeah. it just, it gets in and ah. But what we did discover, thanks to your help, of course, um, was that there's a pattern here from childhood, which is which is always the thing, right? When something loops around and around and around, it keeps coming back and you can't unlock it, then there's something earlier that it's attached to. So what did, what was it? I don't even remember now. I like I think I've resolved it because I can't even remember the original something about my stepmother. It was about babysitting. Oh, right. Thank you. See, I totally like gone. <laughs> so I um yeah, I was 12. Didn't, I wasn't the kid to be playing with Barbies. I wasn't the kid to be like, oh, I want to have kids one day. That was not me ever. Mm-hmm. There's a family in our, in our religion that, you know, needs some help for babysitting so they can go to an event or something. I forget what it was at this point. Anyway, they've got a special needs kid and a one-year-old. <laughs> so it's very kind of similar <laughs> in, in some ways. And I, I did not do a good job as a babysitter, but you know, you've helped me to realize that I also didn't have any training. No, like it's not like today you can go and take babysitting training. Like I didn't have any of that. And I wasn't inclined to be a babysitter. I wasn't inclined to be that person. Yeah. So, you know, I had, you know, I put the, the baby in her room and then apparently she took off her diaper as a lot of kids are prone to do and painted the walls with her boob. Yes, which is a very thing, very similar thing that children do on a regular basis. So yes. it's, it's not like so, life threatening or any of those kind no. of things, but no. it is what it is. But again, and I just I need to reinforce this for anybody who's listening, okay. just to give it for a moment in case somebody gets triggered by some of the conversations that we're having, is that this is really important um, part of the whole idea is that no one making no one wrong. And so if you're listening and you may have done some of the things that we're talking about and you feel shame, we lovingly give you permission to release that shame um, Mm -hmm. and to reach out to both of us to help you move through that shame. Um, And also, if you're having any judgment right now while you're listening to this, I lovingly (laughs) invite you to like lean into your judgment within yourself to see where does that really live? Um, Mm -hmm because no harm was done in any of these circumstances or these situations. So it's really important that, you know, maybe you look at where that might be living within you. So that's my loving invitation to you right now as you're listening um, to lean into those places. Okay. Carry on. Okay. So uh, as a result of that, you know, I was never asked to babysit again. Mm -hmm. Yay. So that was good. However, what then proceeded to happen is that my stepmother, who was a narcissist, proceeded to shame me mm-hmm. for at least the next month. And and then, you know, we identified from there or I identified from there that 
there were multiple instances in which she would set me up to fail and then shame me. Yes. And she would do this over and over again. And so it locked in this pattern for me where I do something wrong and then I proceed to shame myself for a long time afterwards. And like, really, like I might as well just get the whip out and flog myself because it would be faster and easier and less painful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that pattern, realizing that pattern, oh, my water bottle is ejaculating on me. <laughs> Notice that she said the first inappropriate word of our, um, of our show today. I just need to point that out. (laughs) She talked about ejaculation, not me. (laughs) Don't put soda water in these bottles that are closed up because then they just spout out this. Yes. Okay. Seriously. Okay. I'm going to put that down. Yes. Because that's annoying. Um, Where was I at? Oh, just the, uh, just the pattern, the realization that basically yes. the pattern is, is that uh, you are forced into something that you don't want to do. Then you figured out if you do a you know, poor job, no one ever asked you to do it. So that's a win. But then on the secondary part of that is that you then get shamed um, horribly for it and you feel awful. And so as throughout your life, that pattern has kind of continued. And so it was really quite yeah. beautiful getting to that place of understanding where that pattern came from. So now you can just course correct it because you did all the healing, all the releasing and all the things and the recalibration so that you can do that. Yeah. And so now it's a matter of, okay, so if a situation or an opportunity is not a hell yes, it needs to be a no. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to lean into the no initially because that's really the dynamic. So yes, I wanted to look at doing pet sitting, but this one was not hell yes, because I'm not crazy about dogs. Let's face yeah. it. And then to have two high needs dogs, yeah, it was just too much to take on. Um, yeah. So that's where the no was that I wasn't really acknowledging. And then halfway in, you know, there wasn't anything set up for like, Hey, I'm in crisis. I need help. There was, there was nothing on that end for me to like reach out to them and because they're in California, uh, I'm in Toronto, uh, you know, I can't like, Hey, you need to come back. <laughs> yeah. <know>? yeah. <laughs> so, you know, those kinds of, of pieces, learning to say no in the beginning, mm-hmm. as opposed to putting myself in this situation where I, you know, end up playing out this dynamic of screwing it up in order to try to get out even though I couldn't get it, you know, it is, it's interesting. It's so interesting. The patterns, right? Yeah. Uh, our subconscious mind is uh, a bit of a fuckwad. Seriously. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, is it ever? It's oh my God. Fucking I'm, so glad, I'm, so, I'm so glad we're talking about your life right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get yours next. Not to worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> The next episode, stay tuned while we probe <laughs> Gaia's <laughs> life and all her fuck lot of a subconscious. subconscious brain. Yes. Okay. So that was really beautiful because it is a pattern that has paid, played out. And I can think of multiple instances in which I've screwed something up royally and then felt shame for months. Yeah. Like months of feeling bad. And that is just like, no, not needed. just not needed. So I'm, I'm super excited. It was painful. Um, it was ugly and thank God I had you, you know, to talk me through it. 
And thank God I had you on the drive home <laughs> after that bed sitting gig. So I'm like, eh. <laughs> you know, tired as fuck driving. Yeah, and just talking at her. And yeah. I'm like way past my bedtime too, because I go to bed, you know, at like nine. So it's like we're we're at like ten o'clock at night. I'm like, oh my god, and she's exhausted. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> Trying to keep her talking at her about random shit. Yes. Stays away. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now so. let's so now let's move on to sex. <laughs> but um bum. This is not the whole point of the show. Um, that's what everybody's showing up for, right? So I think um, I'm going to like segue and just say that one of the things that's opening up for me in this journey is reclaiming the fact that I'm a dom. So there it is. There it is. I'm reclaiming that. Um, We had a lovely event that you and I showed up at and I Mm -hmm. got to dress in my gear and got right into the energy of it. Had so much fun. All the subbies were like fawning over me, which was lovely to experience again. <laughs> yes. Picked up a cutie. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome to see you in that space because that's yeah. the first time. And actually, surprisingly, this is kind of a funny story. So we're taking some pictures because we're planning on doing some stuff with another Dom and, um, you know, in some, you know, romantic (laughs) locations around the world. (laughs) Romantic. (laughs) The jungles of Costa Rica. I'm not sure that's romantic having to, you know, shake out your shorts Oh, it's years. totally romantic. The the the, the sunsets, the oh, walks okay. on the beach, the eating mangoes naked in a waterfall. Those are totally romantic. <laughs> okay, so we're prepping to do a big event in places Costa, like Costa Rica, Rica. maybe yeah. Bali, maybe yeah. some. You know, who knows? We yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Anyways, so we need to take some pictures. And so there's me and Dana. We've been in each other's lives for years. We have never even taken a picture together. <laughs> Same time. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. When you spoke on the stage, the first event that, remember, up at my place, February? Yeah, but we didn't, no one took a picture of the two of us. Seriously? Seriously. There's not, oh, okay. There's not a single There's picture. no evidence. No evidence. I don't know you. Who are you? <laughs> There's not a single picture of the two of us together. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. And the first time we ever take a picture together, we're in a fetish club (laughs) wearing Dom corsets. (laughs) And I'll nerd Dom wear. Love it. It's kind of appropriate. It's very appropriate. So yeah, I just have to say it's a great picture. Super hot. We look great. We do. We do. <laughs> yep. Gotta. You gotta give them the the web page. We don't have the web page done up for that. You got your rope extravaganza. Yes. People can go check out. As yes. That's with, with Cherry. So yes, yes, we have a lot of stuff on the. So listeners, so here's the thing. 
And I, and I don't want to out Dana too much. So uh, surprisingly, <laughs> that's usually my, I'm right all over that, but I, right? I'm, I'm being respectful of where she's at. So, Thank you. Um, you know, the key is, is that when she's ready, she'll let us know what she wants to participate in. <laughs> she wants to participate in my, over my, over my world of world domination, consensual world domination world. We got a lot of, I got a lot of stuff. I just finished training uh, a new pro dom who lives in BC, Madam K. And I've hooked up with uh, Mistress Cherry and we got events and courses and memberships and all sorts of everything you ever wanted to know about BDSM, education, wellness, the whole shebang. Excellent. Consensual world domination. And we got a whole group of us that are participating in that. Love it. Love it. Okay. So okay. next. So where are you next. Going? So where are you going next? <laughs> I am off to Montreal after this exotic location of run for Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Is it romantic? <laughs> run for no. no, no. I am working on getting laid, but uh, that's you know it's proving a little more challenging than I thought, uh, and yet not. So it's very interesting. But that's that's a whole other story. We it's not important. Montreal. Montreal is hosting the Montreal Fetish Weekend on the yeah. long weekend. So <clears throat> unfortunately, the tickets are all sold out. Uh, I think there's still some tickets available for the Saturday ball, but the VIP passes are sold out. Um, <laughs> just saying, it's like, if there's any extras, if anybody's listening and you have tickets and you can't go, I need a VIP ticket. Thank you very much. Excellent. And you're welcome to gift that to me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, yes, so I am going and I'm going to bring all my Dom energy. It's gonna, mm -hmm. gonna get dressed up in my Dom corset and yeah, look for some submissives to have some fun with. Nice. Yeah. Very exciting. So how does that feel for you? You know, it's a little scary, but not at the same time. It's like it's starting to starting to feel a little more natural. I think what's what's weird, like the actual doing of it feels natural. Mm -hmm. Talking about it, being open about it is what feels kind of weird. But I also know that I totally need to lean into this. So I'm going to put a little plug, future plug. So part of this year long walkabout that I'm doing is going to turn into an eat, pray, love kind of thing. But eat, pray, love meets Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for the book. Exactly. It's going to be super juicy. That's right. So lead in, baby. Right. So <laughs> I kind of need to out myself. So, yes. And you need some good content. Like, how are you? You got to make some right? content. I got to have some content, content for your book. <laughs> so seriously. That's it. <laughs> okay. So. Whew. Wow. Look at all the things. I know, right? Okay. Pretty sure. wild. There's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, we could probably talk like for a day on all the things that have changed and shifted for me since the last episode. But that's the kind of two highlight pieces. We'll maybe dive into some more as we go. But yeah, those are the important ones. Okay. Do you want, uh, we have a little bit of time. Is there anything you want me to talk about seeing over the last couple of months? What do you want me to share? A little, uh, um, I think, I think you should maybe talk a little bit about your training, mistress, madam, is it Madam K? It's Madame K. Madame K. 
That's so appropriate. I met her. So appropriate. Oh my God. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so that was an, a very intense experience. Um, it was beautiful. It was amazing. There were so many wonderful moments, but on a, you know, in line with, you know, uh, leaning in and being honest and, you know, talking about from my perspective, um, there is history between me and Madame K that uh, triggered a lot of stuff from childhood. And, um, and so I had a lot of my own trauma stuff coming up while I'm in the middle of trying to trade. And I had to like, and I'm like puking and shit. <laughs> I'm a train back. And then I got to like push up it down so that I can, you know, teach Madame K how to beat people ethically, <laughs> conceptually and from a place of love, you know, and like, you know, we're like traveling all over the place to look at places for, you know, like the next day we're traveling all over the place to look for places for me and Mistress Cherry's, you know, kink clinic. And I just had this, you know, incredible, intense um, trauma response coming up. So I was basically, so it was kind of a, it was a two week of whirlwind uh, <laughs> of try not to vomit, be present and hold space. <laughs> and again, don't vomit on anybody today. <laughs> you know, it's a good day when you don't get vomited on, you know, that's just thing. <laughs> So I managed to kind of shove all of that down because I knew that I needed to be present to do the training because training is intense and BDSM training is extra, extra intense because mm -hmm. you have a lot of moving pieces. You have the actual BDSM kink fetish acts that you're learning. And then you have all the psychological and emotional understanding of why everybody's doing what they do. And there's, it's, and each person is different, the motivator behind why they're doing what they're doing. So you could spank one person, but the reason why that one person likes to be spanked is different from every other person on the planet that wants to be spanked. And so, so teaching both of the, the logistics of the how to of that and installing and imparting the psychological innate intuitive space that I move in of understanding their why mm -hmm. um, and then holding space for madame to feel her feelings because uh, it can be really intense when you have no background in uh, kink and BDSM to really understand and not be triggered that this may feel like physical abuse, even though it's consensual, it's all about board and all those things. But it's still when you're in it and you're seeing it for the first time and the the, there's a lot of sort of processing that needs to happen. So mm -hmm. it's a lot. Fuck. It's like really, fuck. it was the <laughs> fucking most intense two weeks of my life <laughs> yep I was so burnt out like I was so burnt out that for like four days I couldn't even do anything after madame got on the got on the plane I just stared at the wall I think for four days and napped I just was like oh my god yeah it was a very intense experience 
uh, one that I'm excited to do again because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm crazy that way. But I learned and took in a lot of data. So I will be recalibrating how and the ways and the logistics. Well, and, and honestly, like you have the added layer of, you know, her mm-hmm. and you, so you've got history that is also getting tweaked. So, you know, your average person coming in for training would not have that element and so you you're going to be able to lean into it completely differently and learn all these pieces so you know in fairness I would just want to like for our dear listener um (laughs) (laughs) you know Gaia and I move in this really strange way in which we do it the most extreme the most painful the most (laughs) ridiculous the first time um so that we learn all the shit and then every time after that is like easy peasy. Yes. Uh, yeah. We just, you know, I don't know. We're just crazy. Yes. But maybe, maybe crazy is not the thing. We're efficient. Let's put it that way. I like that. I'll, I'll buy that. Right? I'll buy that as a, as a good cover story. Yeah. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> we are not crazy. <laughs> no, I don't think it's craziness. What I do think is that, and I, in, in line with our honesty, with the name of our show, um, we are adrenaline junkies though. Well, you are, you are too. So <laughs> <laughs> just me, fucking bullshit. But... <laughs> I tried, I tried listener. I tried. Let me away with it. Now. <laughs> So that's how we move in the world. We move every way, large and in charge, big and extreme, <laughs> go big or go home. That's like rip it all off, do all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are adrenaline junkies. And it also does allow us to get the most amount of data sets, <laughs> information, all in one shot. That's the efficient part. Like it's kind of like, I'm like, and so we move, which is as a byproduct of that, anybody who knows us, who we were six months ago and who we are today are two different people. And the Uh reason that, that we're two different people is because we move in the world because we jump in fully, do all the things, rip all the things, purge all the things, do things. And then we're like, Oh, and now I'm a brand new person. (laughs) I just learned 20 years worth of therapy in one experience. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think possibly, I don't know about you, but I had this thought the other day, which I haven't shared with you yet. Okay. Oh, live. Right? Ooh, exciting. It's very exciting. Oh, Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. So possibly this is my last lifetime, my last incarnation. And so I think there's like an element of let's get it all done. Mm. Let's just be done with this. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But there's an element. There's definitely an element of like, I think I'm done. I think I'm good. <laughs> I'm getting a download that we'll talk oh. about, uh, we'll talk about off air. <laughs> Ah, uh, guy is going to spoil all my fun again. <laughs> That's me poo-pooing on everybody's prey. <laughs> not puking on it. Not puking. Right. On it. I, I do not give you permission to puke on me. Mm. Like that's 
no, a hard okay, pass. So let's so. circle. So let's circle back around okay. to uh, yes. Yeah, so it was yes, new people. I will that I trade. I will not be so extreme for lots of variable reasons. One, yes. the history, but also and very important. I learned a lot of really important things in this time around. So I will do it differently. So it's a little bit easier for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but for everybody's like, ooh, damn K. I want to hear about. Well, you know what? She's now going to start doing an, uh, a monthly episode on my orgasmic life called The Adventures of a New Pro Dom. So you can Ooh. learn all about her experiences of this like life-changing transformation from vanilla life, completely vanilla life. She used to be a personal trainer, and then she was an EA, and then now she's pro dom matrix. <laughs> So, <laughs> you'll really want to stay tuned into learning more Absolutely. and watching more about that yeah. um so yeah so training was wonderful but here's the, be- the one beautiful piece that i really took away from is that i'm recalibrating whether we call it my brand whatever you want to call it I'm recalibrating to really lean into just being a BDSM wellness specialist, dropping all of the sexual wellness, which I still do as part of all of the things that I do, the healing work, all the stuff. It's just a part of who I am. But to really, what I saw with Madame K, one of the most beautiful moments of that training was helping her to surrender. And I'm going to cry. It was so emotional, actually, is that. I know that she's never felt safe her whole entire life. And I understand this. I understand this on a deep soul level because this is what is loud. This is where my journey comes from as well. With all of my background of trauma and abuse and satanic ritual abuse and all sorts of stuff, it was never safe for me to let go and to surrender. That was actually a death wish. It wasn't just in theory. It was legitimately a death wish. And so have this woman who is a control freak from a place of not feeling safe in the world because it wasn't safe to be in the world to allow and guide her and facilitate and hold space for her to finally get to that place where she there was the stillness and the void and going to subspace and breathing and letting go and this beautiful ritual I did we did a couple times together that makes my heart sing. And so that is what I want to utilize my beautiful gifts of healing and transformation and holding space and magic and all the things that I do is I want to help people heal on that level. I Mm. want people to be able to feel safe enough to let go, to feel safe enough to surrender. Because as you've probably paid it, if you've been paying attention to both Dana and I, Our biggest journey has been in the journey of surrender, in the journey of letting go, surrendering to the universe, surrendering to the moments, not being an uber control freak, you know, (laughs) surrendering to each other, surrendering to life. Yeah. And the more we surrender, more powerful we become. It's not a, if we give up our, surrender is not about giving up your power. It's about Mm -hmm knowing who, where, and when it's safe to let go. So you, somebody else can get to have you and hold you and be there for you. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so that is the beautiful trans, one of the huge transformations for me through that uh, training Madame K was that is why I'm here. I am here, all of the pieces, all the extremes, all the great, great things that I have done in my life to be able to feel safe, to surrender, to let go of control is to help facilitate others to be able to do that. Mm. It is beautiful, right? It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned to how that will evolve from a business standpoint and how that will evolve. And as far as my orgasmic life, I imagine my orgasmic life isn't going to change much. It's just going to hear a lot, you know, there'll be moments of, you know, like I do always some healing, some relationship stuff, lots of my sexcapades. (laughs) And most of my sex plays, if you've been listening lately, are all kink BDSM related anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't there had a big vanilla. Theme. I haven't had vanilla sex in a really long time. And if I do, it's not content worthy. <laughs> what is vanilla sex anyway? <laughs> well, technically, it's doing it missionary position uh, with the lights off. But see, that uh, that's anything about above that could be kinky yeah, it's very yeah that's so, it okay that's a whole other conversation and a whole it other is time. it is okay all right so, anything else we want to share with the audience before i think that's lots for today okay really i mean so how can people spend more time with you because even though you're on the road you're gallivanting you're still working and you're still seeing clients i am, I am part-time so i have uh uh, I've decided to pair my practice down to the bespoke coaching that I do. So one-on-one, if you mm-hmm. want to really lean in to heal your shit, that is still available. And um, you can reach out to me through, actually, I'll just give the direct link to book a consultation. So it is bookdana.in and Dana is D-A-N-A. Mm-hmm. Um, my website needs an update. So yeah, that's probably not going to be just book a consultation if it feels if you feel called because really I find that people who are ready like you know Mm -hmm. you know and you know you don't need to read a bunch of crap you just know and so you book the consultation and then we talk that's it it's true and uh all of my trauma clients I've been actually sending them over to Dana so just so that everybody who my audience who's paying attention as I'm doing this transition um there's no one on the planet I trust more than Dana. And so, um, you know, go see Dana first and then you can come back and see me and you'll be ready for me in the dungeon and we can help you surrender in that space. So, you know, we're kind of like tag teaming in that way. So, uh, you know, I keep sending and referring people to her because she has incredible skill to hold space to help you clear out the stuff that's interfering in the best version of you. And then when you're done, you can come see me and we can awaken you. Get <laughs> you all activated. Beat your ass into submission and make you feel so good. Make you feel so good. <laughs> Help you find your voice. All the things. All the mm-hmm. things. So I love it. Yeah. 
And uh, the best way to reach me is always GaiaMorissette.com. You can see all the things that are happening. Um, stay tuned, listen, get caught up on my Orgasmic Life podcast. A lot of, lot of censorship issues going on in my world. So I'm doing a lot of recalibration of, of things where things are living. Uh, so just go to like kind of like Dana, like just go to guymorissette.com and then reach out through there and we can I can best tell you how I can support you is the best way to go about it. And uh, until then, stay radical, stay honest, and don't let anybody get away with bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Including yourself. I love you. Love you. Bye-bye.